Welcome to Ebtide Wellness, where you learn mindfulness-based techniques to help you meet the flow of your life. Here, we authentically explore what is going on within us to best meet what is happening around us. There's no stopping life, but we can meet it no matter what the tide. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp, inviting you to be Ebtide Well. Hello, welcome to the Ebtide Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Up, and today we're going to be talking about stress. I think something that's familiar in experience to most of us, but today we're going to talk about what it actually is and how you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so if you didn't have enough to stress about, it turns out you're not even doing stress right. So what is stress? Stress actually is not a problem. Stress is a functional gift that we all have within us that allows us to rise to the challenges of our environment. So it's actually really cool. Our brains notice, without us even noticing we're noticing, if there's danger or something in the world that might harm us. And then very quickly, From the amygdala, the danger center, the hypothalamus says, all right, body, like get your shit together and let's meet this danger. And all of a sudden we're superheroes. (laughs) We can lift things. Our perception is sharper, our attention, our hearing, our sight. We We can breathe in more easily. Our blood vessels open. This adrenaline gets us going. Our metabolism kicks in and all that fat we've acquired during our lazy days now gets burned. We rock it. We kick into gear and we meet this danger. Often, even before we know there is danger, have you guys ever had the experience you're walking along and you find yourself either jumping over something or just out of the way? I do that in the woods all the time. I find myself jumping over what I think is a snake. <laughs> my, my threat detection for snakes might be a little ultra sensitive. And sometimes it's real. And you're like, oh, cool. I didn't even notice that I noticed that. But I have an amazing stress response system that helps me become a superhero and do these really cool things like jump out of the way of a car before I even see it. And so this is awesome. This is your sympathetic fight flight response. The brain also is very wise and the body and says, cool, I'm not going to keep secreting this cortisol signaling a sustained stressor. I'm going to stop. And the other side of my autonomic nervous system is going to kick in, which is the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for our rest and digest system, the opposite of our fight flight system. So these two systems then help us stay in balance. After an elevation of the sympathetic nervous system, it's critical we have the parasympathetic nervous system activation that lets us chill. So this is where we're doing it all wrong. How many times do you have a stressor, respond to it, activate, Stressor ends. You're over it. You're like, cool. At least the stressor is gone. Glad that tiger's gone. And let yourself go into 
the necessary rest and digest. Most of us don't because we've got these thinking minds. So these thinking minds, I don't know if you've noticed, they sort of have a way of kind of ruining everything. They take a good thing (laughs) and they just beat it to death. So what happens is if we have a stressor, which is something very real to react to, our very enthusiastic thinking minds then get hooked in in worry and judgment and analysis. And what if this happens again? And how can I stop it? And why did that happen in the first place? Maybe I should sue that tiger. (laughs) And the thinking mind keeps going and keeps telling your body that the stressor, the challenge, the threat, the danger is still there. And your poor little body and your hypothalamus, it doesn't know the difference between the real tiger and the tiger in your mind. So this is what's called the second arrow in mindfulness teaching. The idea is we have the first arrow. We're shot by an arrow, like ouch. And that's a very real threat, danger, appropriate thing for your fight, flight, response system to activate and really get into. Ouch. Yeah, you got hit by an arrow. And so we sit in the threat of that arrow. But then what humans do is we fire a second arrow onto ourselves after we've already been hit by an arrow. And this is the second arrow of our thinking mind. So we get hit by an arrow. It hurts. But then our thinking mind starts going, oh my gosh, I just got hit by an arrow. I'm going to be out of work for like two to three weeks to recover from this. If I'm out of work for a couple of weeks, I'm probably not going to get that promotion. And then my partner is going to be mad. And then I'm going to get divorced. And then I'm going to have to start doing online dating. And I really don't have any good pictures. <laughs> you know, wherever your mind goes, the second arrow is often more painful than the first. So let's just for a moment turn inward and reflect on our own experience. So I want you to identify and kind of be in a stressor that's in your life. Something that's happened or happening. A real stressor, a threat to you. I want you, as you're sitting with this threat, to articulate to yourself what the actual threat is, what the actual legitimate stressor to your system is. And notice that there's a lot more that you've piled on top of it. So how have your thoughts taken that discrete item of a stressor or threat and buried it in more stress, taken it to a whole new level, keeping it going beyond the actual challenge?
Is this helping you? So I hope you've realized that jumping on the train of thought that keeps a stressor activated does not help you. Sometimes it can be a little bit fun to stay a little mad or to like have some little like fantasy of how you're going to get even or whatever. But, you know, it's like eating ice cream, like have a little bit and then stop and put it away. Because unfortunately, not just do these thoughts and the second arrow and the chronic stressor, unnecessary chronic stressor, not help us address the legitimate acute threat, but they have a significant impact on the body. Like we discussed, the body doesn't know the difference between your imagined threats and real ones. It's just getting the memo that it is under constant and chronic threat and danger and challenge. So all those things that are good in the short term like expanding our blood vessels for more oxygen, increasing adrenaline, increasing cortisol, altering our metabolism, changing our sensory perception. When these things are maintained over time, they become problems. Heart disease, inflammation, anxiety, depression, issues with weight control. body's not made to be exposed to the stress response system in a chronic way without the relief of the parasitic nervous system. So just take a minute to let that hit home for yourself. I want you to imagine there's a chronic stressor in your life. Maybe you don't have to imagine. Maybe you're like, yeah, there is. How does it feel in your body? What's going on with your body when it's in this stress experience? Now imagining yourself in your favorite place where there's no stress, where there's no threat. Even you could acknowledge that. How does your body feel when it's there? Phew, so there's a difference. When we give ourselves a break, the body feels really different. The parasympathetic nervous system gets its chance to rest, to heal, to process, to integrate. So how do we get stress right? (laughs) Well, we do things to break the chronic exposure to the sympathetic nervous system, chronic stress, and we give ourselves the parasympathetic nervous system. We take a break from the activation and let ourselves just release. Two seconds, doesn't matter. 20 minutes, two days, even better. Any break your body gets is amazing. 
There was a study done by Harvard where they had people come in either for relaxation techniques sessions or for, you know, sessions just about heart, heart disease, just their control group. And they found that over time, those people who did the relaxation exercises, 50% of them were able to go off of their blood pressure medicine versus 19% in the educational control group. It's a pretty big deal. Okay, so I told you, you've got a problem. (laughs) We've got a problem. We are managing our stress poorly. But hey, here's something you can do. Here's the solution. So here's our plan for managing our stress. This is sort of a a triage approach that I'm going to guide you through. So the first thing that happens when there's a stressor, when there's a threat, note it, acknowledge it. You just got hit by a car or your boss just said that you're doing a bad job or your partner is not happy. Okay, whatever these stressors are or threats are in your life, note them, acknowledge them. Be like, yeah, we got a threat here. And then just tend to it. And then once we've done our activity and stepped out of the acute nature of the stress, notice where the mind keeps it going, wants to keep it going. Notice that tendency we have. So, okay, you've had this acute stressor. You've tended to whatever you can in the moment. You've gotten out of the mind that wanted to make it dramatic and a big deal. Take some breaths and evaluate. Is this threat, this danger actually still here? If no, awesome. Go back to life. Forget about it. (laughs) That's the first branch. You have chosen not to maintain and perseverate this acute stressor and make it chronic. It's gone. You can see that you let yourself go to rest and digest. Okay, but unfortunately, sometimes the stressors aren't just tended to and go away. Sometimes they're like, yeah, it's still there. I've still got some bills I can't pay. I've still got some illness of a family member. Like, the, you know, the thing is still there. Okay, it's still there. Assess what in this moment needs to be tended to. What is the opportunity here to meet the stressor? What, if you're activated with your stress response system, is the best place to direct that energy? Do it. And then you evaluate. Stay out of the thinking mind. Is the threat still here? If not, awesome, move on. If it's chronic, perseverative, you say, okay, in this moment, what can I do to tend to the current situation? Stay out of the thinking mind of the future or the past. In this moment, how do I meet this, this threat? And you repeat this until the stressor is resolved and you can move to the rest and digest system. But obviously... In the cases where stress really is a long-term possibility because you do have a long-term pressure, you can't just repeat tending in the moment because 
like that's not feasible. You'll burn out physically, even though you've got your sympathetic nervous system amping you up. At some point, it's too much. So when you're doing these assessments of is the threat still here, you need to do the assessment of is there an immediacy in this moment of something I must tend to? And even if for the slightest breath, the answer is no, not in this moment, take it, take the breath, take the walk, take the hug. Watch the YouTube clip of the cat dancing that makes you laugh. Don't allow the thoughts to maintain it in these precious moments where there's actually nothing immediately that needs to be tended to. This is how you stay sane during crisis. You calmly acknowledge what needs to be met. In the moment, you are capable of meeting it. If there's nothing that must be met... Take a break, especially from the thoughts. Don't let the thoughts go with you into the break. And of course, meditation is an amazing tool to help us get into this parasympathetic neurosystem. system. So I'm going to guide you on a stress release meditation now to help us get out of the fight-flight system and into the rest and digest system. So coming into whatever posture, whatever situation is suitable for you in this moment, maybe the eyes can close or maybe you just lower your gaze. Just allow yourself to take three deep exhales out of the mouth. Inhaling through the nose, deep exhales out of the mouth, just releasing all that tension that you've been carrying, chronically activated, as you've stepped into this moment and decided and the last bout of chronic stress even just for these moments. Let your exhales release whatever toxicity build up, whatever tension, just let it go. Once you've done your three breaths, allowing yourself to notice your natural breathing. And if you have been stressed, your natural breath still might be a little fast, or maybe your heartbeat is still a little fast. That's okay. We're here. We're allowing it to soften. We're not making it, but just hold space to be with the natural rhythm of your breath and let it just find its rhythm in this moment as you've come out of doing, out of thinking, and into a place that is safe.
the thinking mind will want to pull you out and say, no, we don't have time for this break. We have to do this. What about this? What if this? Every time the thinking mind pulls you out, just gently turn away, come back to the breath, Soften into the experience of your body being breathed. As you soften into this breath, landing in it, sort of now get some perspective when we're stressed, our focus is narrowed. We can't see anything, including ourselves or our own status, our own situation. So as you're coming into the breath and opening perspective, I just want you to notice how your body feels. Noticing how it's come out of the stress without judgment, but with compassion if the body's a little tired or tense or painful. Holding in a compassionate lens and seeing and feeling how your body is right now. We're not fixing. We're just noticing if the heart has been beating fast or the body has been braced in a fight or a hiding. Allow your body, allow the shoulders to release backwards as the chest rises. This is a posture of safety when you allow your heart to be open, the shoulders to be relaxed. Breathe into that heart space. Let the shoulders relax back. Come back into your heart. If there's any pains or emotions that came with the stressors you experienced, just allow those emotions to be felt. Again, not to be fixed, but just to have some room. Out of the doing, into the being, now we get to feel. What is it that needs to be felt for you? Sensing into the arms, noticing if they're still tense or active from pushing something away or gripping onto something for dear life. Just allow the arms to relax and be breathed. You come into this moment of rest and release. All the way, the backs of the hands, the fingers, releasing any fists, the hands open to receive, 
the calm of this moment. Sink into the belly where we feel the fight flight response tense up. We lose our appetite. We lose anything but survival of our organs. Allow yourself just to sense into the belly as it's breathed and hold space for the softening. Allowing the digestion of your life, the processing of what's occurred. Again, not fixing or analyzing, but just moving through, integrating. And from here, maybe we remember our hunger for life, our creativity, other things that happen in our belly besides fear. Survival. Allow yourself to sense into your legs, the hips, the upper legs, where are they still tense from either running towards, freezing, or bracing against to let all the muscles of the upper legs relax, down to the lower legs, the feet. Letting the feet take a break from the path of threat, survival. Let the toes uncurl. Let the tired, weary feet relax, feeling the breath and the blood go all the way to the toes, replenishing weary feet. And saying into the top of the head now, allowing release like a wave just washing from the top of the head down the sides of the face, all the way down the sides of the body to the earth, washing away the threat. And sink into the forehead, noticing if it's still holding the patterns that come with doing, Tension of the forehead. Let that go. The tension in the eyes and the muscles around the eyes as you've narrowed your focus and remained vigilant on one thing. Allow the muscles of the eyes to relax. The eyebrows to spread away from each other. And the eyes to turn inward. Allowing the jaw to unclench, tongue to soften, feel the whole face come out of its mask, the ears softening from their vigilance, and sink into the throat, letting that knot relax, opening for laughter or singing. Finding your voice again after challenge. A 
Allow yourself to sense from the top of the head to the toes and the fingers and the belly and the back, just the belly being breathed. Whole body now just in the flow of the breath, free from whatever happened before or will happen later. Right now, you are safe. There is no threat that needs to be addressed right now. So let the body rest. Feel your energy shift and change. Feel the body heal and restore. As you've allowed yourself to take a break and just breathe. I'll close our session today with a quote by Alistair Dumfries called Breathe. Stress hooks its claws into the brain, creating false truths and unreal realities to confuse, to assault, to breaking point. There's no refuge in the past or the future. The only answer, breathe. When thoughts spiral out of control like a jet plane on a fatal collision course, there's no respite and no saving grace. When even sleep becomes a banned destination, look to the place of salvation and breathe. Anxiety can build and surge in a flood, overwhelming rational ideas and calm. Depression throws its hooks into the mind and drags thoughts into the mud. The perfect antidote, breathe. Focus not on the unchangeable past or on the unknown mist of the future, but on the now, the moment, your breath. Let it bring the calm that's desperately needed. The final answer, breathe. Thank you today for joining me to take a breath, to meet how you manage stress. I hope to see you again next week. In the meantime, be ebtide well. Thank you so much for listening and showing up, not just for this podcast, but for yourself. To dive deeper with me, check out my website at ebtidewellness.com and learn about personal wellness coaching opportunities and events. If this episode resonated with you, why not share it with someone else who you think might connect with it? I'll see you next week. In the meantime, be ebtide well. <laughs>